Church today is a setting in order Sunday. You know, God has different purposes for various kinds of services. And today is a getting ready, a preparation Sunday. Because a people who are not prepared cannot receive all that God has for them to receive. Do you know you can go through something and not receive the benefit of what you've gone through? If you do not go through heart preparation. In other words, what does the Bible say? It says prepare your heart to receive from God. An unprepared heart is not good ground for the seed of the word of God or the work of the word of God. Not saying you don't receive anything, but if your heart is unprepared for a move of God or for a season in God and you don't receive what God had intended for you you to receive, you know, you're going to find it difficult to go forward because you were unprepared here you're not equipped over here and you struggle because you're not equipped and so how important all of the ways the Lord prepares us and equips us are this is a setting in order Sunday because for the next three weeks church we're going to be so busy. We're having two sets of guests come. In fact, it will be August 18th. Everyone say August 18th before our final visitor leaves. So we've, we've just got quite a uh, program ahead of us that I believe the Lord has prepared, not just to have something to do, but he has prepared this program with purpose. God is a God of purpose. So I, I had intended to continue with the divine mission of the Holy Spirit. He's come to convict us of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. And I was going on, and the Lord just arrested me and said, no, prepare the church. And I so understand uh, to some degree, at least, that principle, when you're prepared, you can win. When you're unprepared, you can be defeated. And God's will and God's design is that in everything with which we have to do, just what we've sung, we're more than conquerors. We're winners because Jesus lives within us. But God takes us through seasons. He takes us through times. There are moves of his spirit. There are divine appointments. There are times when he sends people in. There are times when he sends us out. I'll tell you, to flow in the spirit and know the spirit and be effective in the spirit, church, it takes preparation. Everyone say preparation. So I've titled today's message, Purposing and Praying God's Will. Purposing 
and praying God's will because it takes purposing to uh, flow in the Spirit. It takes prayer to flow in the Spirit and not only receive the will of God, but be used to do the will of God. Hallelujah. So let's begin the preparation of our hearts for particularly the next two and a half weeks or so as we have two precious groups of people who are coming into our midst. Church, both groups that are coming in are partners with Living Faith International. They have had in the past and in the present significant input and have contributed great spiritual support to us. They pray for us. They love us. They have been here before. They support the work of Living Faith International. Victory Faith Church is a part of Living Faith International. And they are coming, I believe, on divine assignment from God. May I hear an amen. In other words, God has a purpose for their coming. And so the first group that is coming, Eric is part of this first group. Uh, Some have begun arriving. Others will arrive early this next week. And we will be busy with them this next week. And uh, they have come with their partners that have helped them participate in our work. And church, we want to receive Orphan's Promise of the Christian Broadcasting Network. We want to receive them as dear partners and friends in the ministry. They have helped us go far as a ministry in our work with orphans and vulnerable children. We do our work with orphans and vulnerable children based on James 1, 27. That true religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, that you visit widows and orphans and that you keep yourself unspotted from the world. I am among those and... And my partners are among those, and the partners of this ministry, and all the our efforts on behalf of orphans and vulnerable children. Our work is based on James 1.27. We're among those who have taken the word of God to our heart to fulfill James 1.27. And so the partnership of Orphans Promise helped us come as far as we've come. They have helped us build Heritage Leadership Academy. I know we're not finished yet, but church, we're not where we were when we started. May I hear an amen. And so they have been a very important part of the progress that we've made in building Heritage Leadership Academy. But it's not just the fact that they're coming and we're glad they're coming and we just hope for the best 
while they're here. No, we've been behind the scenes. We've been meeting. The round table has been meeting. Pastor Davies, Elder Ruth, and others, we've been preparing actually for weeks, and I don't think it's an exaggeration to say for months, we've been preparing behind the scenes, but the day is at hand when they will be here. And so we need to be prepared spiritually for their coming and to realize this is a, a, a very significant appointment for Victory Faith Church. This does not just concern me. This does not just concern Pastor Davies or the school. No, this is a divine appointment for Victory Faith Church. And there is purpose, godly purpose, in their coming, and we need to realize that. Not that you've heard an announcement made. This goes beyond hearing an announcement made, that visitors are coming and we want to warmly welcome them and make them feel at home and so on and so forth. No, this is much more significant than an announcement being made. It's to realize you're part of a church that exists by the will of God. We're on assignment for God. You're part of that assignment. And therefore, God has something for us as a congregation, but he also has something specifically for you as a part of this congregation. He had you in mind when all of this was being planned. And if you don't have an understanding of that, you can think, oh, it's nice to have visitors. We'll welcome them and so forth and miss purpose and equipping that will prepare you for something God has in your future. Everyone say divine purpose. There's a divine purpose in Orphan's Promise coming. Well, Pastor Carla, what is that divine purpose? Well, I'll tell you one thing about divine purpose. It always involves divine connection. It always involves divine connection. And so we, as a church and as a congregation, want to be praying about divine connection. Not that we try to make divine connection happen, but the Spirit of God can divinely connect us to something that happens in the service. Or, church, understand this about divine connection. Kind of getting ahead of myself, but hold that thought about divine connection and let me say a couple of other things. So to prepare for whatever God has. Church, I don't know what all God has. I'm going to be receiving them by faith and walking through these next days by faith, depending on the leading of the Holy Spirit to comprehend what's going on, to hear his will, to hear any part that we're to play in 
saying or doing or responding to the Holy Spirit. But here, both groups that are coming, here's one thing I want us to be in agreement about, is that they will find a Holy Spirit atmosphere in Victory Faith Church. Not a dead atmosphere. Not a low atmosphere. You know, I've walked into plenty of churches where I could not sense any part of the Holy Spirit. It was just dead. Just nothing going on. Nothing was moving. My heart was unmoved. It, it didn't even seem like I was in church. I could as well been at the mall somewhere. You understand what I'm saying. There, there was no move of God or sense of the presence of God. And so in preparing this, I, I prepared this last night and yesterday because when Pastor Davies came home, I told him, I sense I'm not supposed to teach tomorrow, but we're to prepare for these next two and a half weeks. So the first thing that I want us to believe for, pray for, and do whatever the Lord instructs us to do to be ready for is a Holy Spirit atmosphere. That from the time they walk on this property, they sense the presence of God. Can you be in agreement with me, church? They sense the presence of God. God's presence being poured out at Victory Faith Church from the gate forward, they will encounter the presence of God. Hallelujah. During the meetings, they will encounter the presence of God and be moved upon by the Holy Spirit of God. Church, I'm asking you to believe with me for that and pray for that. May I hear an amen? amen. Well, we're believing, we're humbling ourselves and asking for the Holy Spirit atmosphere during these meetings. And church, I want to encourage you, come early. I know there is uh, something. Thank you, Pastor. I have one in agreement with me. <laughs> Pastor Davies agrees with me. I know there's so many things I love about African culture, and I consider myself an African. You understand what I'm saying? But one thing I'm not in agreement with is being late. And everyone said, yeah. I'm not in agreement with doing things last minute. Barely, barely, barely. Oh, I just got, oh, I just got registered before they closed the registration. I don't know if you've ever seen American baseball, but baseball is a big sport in America. And sometimes the batter will hit the ball and oh, it goes way out there but one of the outfielders catches the ball and the batter's running. He's running first base. He's running second base. He's running 
third, he's on third base, and now all he has to do is make it home. It's called home plate, and the opponents are the outfielder caught it, and he's trying to pitch it in to the infield so they can get that batter out. And here's the batter. He's just run around third base, and he's running for home plate, and here comes the ball, and if they can touch him with that ball before he gets to home plate, church, he's out. If he touches home plate before the backstop gets the ball, and if he can touch home plate, he's safe. Have you got me? And so it's so exciting when the the runner, he's hit the ball, he's gone past first base, second base, third base, he's running home, and here comes the ball. If, If the umpire or the catcher gets it and touches him, he's out, and he starts sliding, and he's sliding into home plate, and just before the hind catcher gets the ball, his foot touches the plate. And the umpire says, safe, he's safe. He made it and he scored a home run. Hallelujah. Are you with me, church? Sometimes I feel as Kenyans, (laughs) we're like that batter that just before it's too late and the door is closed We touch home plate. In other words, last minute. Are you with me? So that part of culture, we need to change. Because it's not excellence. I gave you a bit of a sport illustration of what it looks like to me sometimes when... We do things just at the last minute, just before it's too late. So we want a Holy Spirit atmosphere. Church, let's change that and produce excellence. What is excellence? Excellence is always early. Excellence is not just before. No, it's always early. So number one, we want a Holy Spirit atmosphere And number two, we want an outpouring of God's will. We want God's will. We need to pray for God's will, ask for God's will, cry out for God's will because it is greater than I know. It is greater than you know. And church, let me tell you, it's greater than Orphan's Promise knows. The will of God is always great. And we want to pray for an outpouring of God's will. Will you pray that with us? That God's will will be poured out during this time that Orphan's Promise is with us. Because God's will is always greater than we can comprehend. He always, God will do more then we can imagine if we believe if we will believe for his highest 
and his best. So number one, <clears throat> we want a Holy Spirit atmosphere, not just a human atmosphere. I want every one of you human beings here next Sunday. But it's not just a human atmosphere, but a Holy Spirit atmosphere. And number two, we want an outpouring of God's will. We want a flow of the will of God. Not this mistake and that mistake and this doesn't work and that doesn't work and so and so was supposed to be here but they're not here and now we're trying to figure out what are we going to do because Martin's not here. Are you with me? No, Martin will be here. <laughs> I know Martin will be here but you understand we need you here too. We need you participating with us. The purposes of God, the will of God, involve you. We need you here, and we need you in faith. We need you full of confidence, having prayed and believed for all of God's purposes to be poured out in a Holy Spirit atmosphere where God can do Ephesians 3.21 exceedingly, <clears throat> abundantly, above and beyond all we can ask, think, pray, or imagine. Church, God wants to do more than we can imagine next Sunday, but we need to believe for that. And we need to be in agreement and unity for that to happen. A word, I picked up a few words concerning the heart of God that he wants to happen during this next move as we move through these meetings. Number one, and this includes agape faith, but it starts with orphan's promise. Number one, I picked up a word. It was a bit surprising uh, in regards to the kinds of meetings we're going to be ha having. <clears throat> but here's what I picked up. That God wants this time that our guests are with us to be profitable. Profitable is a word that I picked up. And church, here's what I heard. Profitable for them as well as for us. Profitable for them as well as for us. In other words, I think it's the will of God to surprise our guests with what happens while they're here with us, that it will be profitable. Now, let me tell you something about profit <clears throat> and being profitable in the kingdom of God. This works in the business realm, the financial realm, but it's true in the kingdom of God as well. Being profitable involves giving and receiving. So for the meetings to be profitable, as God wants them to be profitable, we're going to have to have a heart of giving as well as receiving. Church, I want you to receive. 
I know God wants each and every one of us to receive benefit from the time that our visitors are with us. But do you know there is no receiving without giving? Do you understand me? There, there comes a point in life that if you're not giving, if you're not sowing to the Spirit, you will not reap from the Spirit. If the only thing you do is sow to the flesh, your reaping will be of the flesh. Galatians 6. But if you sow to the Spirit, you will reap from the Spirit. And so God wants these meetings to be profitable. Profitable for them and profitable for us, but we need to understand it will involve our own personal giving and receiving, giving time in prayer, giving service, being faithful to your appointed place of service, and so forth. I looked up the word profitable. I just wanted to have an explanation, so I looked it up, and it says, so think of this in both giving and receiving. Here are some words that define profitable. Help, assistance, benefit, usefulness, good, and here's a word that stood out to me uh, as I, it wasn't in the dictionary, but it came to me and I thought, yes, this is a result of that which is profitable and it's the word prevail. There's some things you've not been prevailing in. Well, when profitable things are released to you through the Spirit, you begin to prevail where you've not been prevailing before. So there's a work that God wants to do on our behalf in hosting these guests that are coming. And he wants it to be profitable, profitable for them and profitable for us. And out of that profitability will come a blessing of prevailing. A blessing. Something you've been struggling with. Something that you've not been able to get victory. Something that is a great need in your life. The Lord is going to release a spirit of prevailing. How many of you have areas you need to prevail in? Well, see, the way God brings that to you is through his spirit. Let's move forward. What does prevail mean? It means to gain strength. Gain strength. Gain ascendancy. You begin to ascend. It means Become effective, and church, it means triumph. So God has purposes. He has purposes for this meeting, but he has purposes for you, and he wants you to prevail through the anointings and grace that he's going to release in these meetings. Now, how do we do that? Well, I've just got a few scriptures, and I'm going to bring 
Pastor Davies and others up to help lead us in prayer so we'll be united in heart and faith as we move into these next days. But my first scripture is Ephesians 6, 17 through 19 in the Passion Translation. This is different, but it has some key words in it. It says embrace. So we're embracing these meetings, church. Embrace the power of salvation's full deliverance. Like a helmet to protect your thoughts from lies. And take the mighty razor-sharp spirit sword of the spoken word of God. Pray passionately in the spirit as you constantly intercede with every form of prayer at all times. Pray the blessings of God upon all believers. So let's look at that. At first, these are some words that can help us pray effectively. Embrace. Embrace is the first word. Uh, We know embrace means to take to heart. It means to receive. So embrace this time. Embrace the people. Embrace the meetings that are set before us. We take this to heart. We're not just hearing about it, but we're taking the meetings to heart, their significance. Number two, it says, take the mighty razor-sharp sword of the spoken word of God. So take the word in your mouth in prayer. So embrace this special time set before us. Take the word of God and put it in your mouth and pray about the meetings and you will undoubtedly have a supernatural encounter with God. If you will pray, take the word and pray. Number three tells us how to pray. Pray passionately. Church, pray passionately. What is passionately? That's with great desire. Not just casual prayers, but pray passionately. Number four, pray. It says, pray passionately. Pray the blessings of God. So number four, pray the blessings of God on the meeting, on our visitors, and upon everyone who will be in attendance in Victory Faith Church. Pray the blessing of God upon the meetings. Hallelujah, church. Can we do that? Can we pray and intercede for God's blessing upon the days that are before us? And number five, pray that God's revelation, I don't, yes, here's the next one. And pray also that God's revelation will be released through me every time I preach the wonderful mystery of the hope-filled gospel. But I, I took this prayer point as pray that God's revelation will be, be released by all the preachers, all the teachers, everyone who will be speaking, everyone who will be ministering, pray that revelation will be released through them. Can you say amen? 
Now, next week, next Sunday, um, Drew Friedrich, it's a German name, a little bit hard for me to say, Friedrich. He is Terry Musen's son, Terry Musen of the 700 Club. He was here in 2017. Do any of you remember the tallest guy in the room? That was Drew. He will be ministering the Word of God next Sunday. So next Sunday is not going to be a usual service. Church, of course, God's at the center of everything we do, but the purpose of next Sunday is to welcome Orphan's Promise as our partner, been a partner with us since 2015, to welcome all the guests that they're bringing that are part of their team. Some of them I know from 2017, but some new people are coming who have never been to Kenya before. And we want them to be so welcome through the power of God. And it is Drew Friedrich who is going to be preaching next Sunday. So will you be praying for Drew? Hallelujah. And in that service, uh, Eric's going to testify. He's going to bring us a little bit up to date with what he's been doing. <clears throat> the children of Heritage Leadership Academy, they're three, four, and five years old. And church, they're so cute and so precious. And they're going to sing a song for us. Hallelujah. And then our home is also going to sing a song for us. And we want to be very supportive of them as, as uh, they sing. And then Drew, I will introduce Drew, and he will bring the message. Church, are you with me? So it's not exactly a usual Victory Faith service. It is a special meeting. We're going to embrace, we're going to take the word, we're going to pray passionately, we're going to pray the blessings of God upon the people and the meeting, and we're going to pray that revelation will come forth from Drew. Are we in agreement, church? Hallelujah. It's important that we be of one mind and heart and that we be in unity. Church, there's so much power in unity. Next Sunday will be amazing if we can come together in unity. Hallelujah. Listen to Psalm 133 in the Passion Translation. It is so wonderful, the power of unity. The Passion says, A song to bring you higher by King David. Do you have that? Psalm 133? It's not coming yet. Oh, hello. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let me read it to you. How truly wonderful and delightful to see brothers and sisters living together in sweet unity. There we go. It's as precious as the sacred scented oil, that's the anointing, 
flowing from the head of the high priest Aaron, dripping down his beard and running all the way down to the hem of his priestly robes. This heavenly harmony can be compared to the dew dripping down from the skies upon Mount Hermon, refreshing the mountain slopes of Israel. For from this realm, everyone say, from this realm. Oh, church, it's a whole different realm than the realm of the flesh. For from this realm of sweet harmony. I want you to let that settle in. Everything God does, he does from unity and harmony. If we want the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, if we want a godly atmosphere, if we want God to release profitability and prevailing, it will take for from this realm of sweet harmony, God will release his eternal blessing, the promise of life forever. Isn't that wonderful? So church, I I felt it was so important that we come into harmony and unity with the purposes of God, with the Holy Spirit before these meetings start. So pray Psalm 133. As you're praying this next week, pray from Psalm 133, and we will have days of heaven on earth. Everyone say, days of heaven on earth. Say that, days of heaven on earth. It'll be wonderful. And then Philippians 4 and verses 6 through 7, this is the new King James, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, including these meetings, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the God of peace, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I want to give you this prayer, this scripture, to use also in your time of praying. Notice it says, in everything by prayer. Church, that's all kinds of prayer. And supplication. What is supplication? Supplication is a petition. It is asking or asking is also called petitioning with great desire, with passion. You're asking with desire. You're asking with passion. So be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer, all kinds of prayer, and supplication, that's petition with desire, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your minds and hearts through Christ Jesus. Church, right praying. Everyone say right praying. Always involves these three kinds of prayer. Okay, go ahead and say that. 
right praying always involves these three kinds of prayer. Prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving. With those three things, we make our requests, our asking, our petitions known to God. Now, I want to talk to you about the word prayer. Prayer is all kinds of prayer, but I want to hone in on one specific kind of prayer that I find lacking. I find lacking in the lives of so many who pray. And church, it's the prayer of adoration. The prayer of adoration. A-D-O-R-A-T-I-O-N. When we come to God, we need to be aware of coming to him with adoring prayer. That's a phrase that you may or may not be very familiar with, but church, to come to God and say, Father, I adore you. And you begin to pour out adoration. There's nothing, no one who can compare to you. You are high above all. You are the most high. It's different than thanksgiving. Church, prayers of adoration, I feel, are very often lacking because people feel embarrassed to say such intimate words. They feel like, I can tell my husband I adore him. I can tell my wife I adore her. But maybe we don't even ever tell anybody we adore them. We don't even tell God we adore him. You know, many Christians are formal with God. Prayers of adoration are not formal. They're humble. You open your heart. You pour out your heart. You're the bride of Christ. Church, the church is the bride of Christ. We're adoring the one that we will be united with for all eternity. I want to give you a key in prayer that when you open your heart in prayers of adoration, church, it unlocks heaven to the rest of our prayers. Are you with me? Prayers, say prayers of adoration. Adoring prayer. We, we, we tell him there's no one like you. No one compares to you. Nothing compares to your greatness. There is no beauty like your beauty. Church, you have to practice adoring prayers. But you to pray an adoring prayer, church, you have to strip off all your formality. All your uprightness, you understand. All your dignity, that's the word I'm looking for. Your dignity has to go off because you are pouring out 
words of intimacy and adoration to the Most High God. I'll tell you, something will happen in the Spirit about your praying when you pray prayers of adoration and you devote yourself to Him. You, I do, Father, I love you. I bow before you. There is no one to compare to you. There is nothing in my life to compare to you. You humbled yourself in prayers of adoration. Church, may I hear an amen. It's quite different than some of the training Pastor Davies, and there is a place where we declare I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above only and not beneath. I'm a winner and not a loser. It's not that kind of prayer, church. Am I making my point? It's not that. Now, there are prayers of of declaration, but sometimes, church, I think we've gone so far on that side that we've lost this side of humility and adoration. And I find sometimes we're not really worshiping God. We've never entered into levels of worship because we're not accustomed to praying humble prayers where we take off every every mask and we take off our title and we take off our everything that we wear out in public and we just open our hearts and say, there is nothing and no one to compare to you. Church, are you with me? You're, you've gone quiet on me. Everyone say, prayers of adoration. You talk to him about his goodness, his loving kindness, his power, his beauty, his graciousness, his mercy, his loveliness. And I'll tell you, when you get into a prayer of adoration, there's just no stopping because you never come to an end of things to adore God for. So we approach God in faith. We approach him with reverence. We approach him in prayer with much adoration, expressing our utmost love and worship for him. Then there's the prayer of supplication. All manner of prayers. Supplication is asking. I like to say supplication is a prayer of petition, but it's with deep desire. And usually when I find myself getting over into the spirit of supplication, very often tears come down my cheeks because of the passion and the desire of God that the Holy Spirit is letting me feel. So we have petitioned to God with deep desire for his will and his glory to prevail. There is a spiritual intensity in supplication. And then finally, the prayers we offer we offer with thanksgiving. I I find sometimes, just like we're very sometimes short on prayers of adoration, we're also, we're big on asking. Hey, on this part, 
we get after it. I mean, we go for it. But then on this other end of thanksgiving, very often, in Jesus' name we thank you, amen, is not a prayer of thanksgiving. Hallelujah. So I find one of the most important kinds of praying that we can do is the prayer of thanksgiving. In fact, I can tell you, if you do not determine to develop a thankful heart, you will never mature spiritually. We had another flood in our house. This was number 14. You remember my story about flood number nine. It was Pastor Davies, flood number nine. But last Sunday, we had flood number 14. And it never goes in Pastor Davies or Tina's room. It's always somewhere where I am. And my bedroom. Anyway, flood number 14 came. Church, I can remember flood number nine. I wanted to throw a fit. But it had been a long time since I'd thrown a fit. Years. And I didn't know what to do to throw my fit. This was flood number nine. When the water was coming through, all the light fixtures, it was dripping down. You don't know if the ceiling is going to cave in on you and suffocate you in the bed. So I jumped out of the bed, you know, in the morning and the it's coming through all the light fixtures. It's rushing in. This is flood number nine. Rushing in under the door, flooding into my bedroom. Oh no, not Pastor Davy's bedroom, but my bedroom. And it was the ninth time I was fed up. We'd had plumber after plumber. You know how they bring their gear in. They're hitting the walls. Our walls were all marked up where they would bring in these hoses and pipes and all this equipment. And things were damaged and banged up. Ninth time, I'd had it. I didn't know whether to throw my bed self on the bed and just scream or throw myself in the floor, which was flooding. I didn't know what to do. So I stood there and suddenly, I can't say I saw the Lord like I see you, but there, I'm standing here. It's rushing up around my ankles, coming down the ceiling, and I was about to explode. And the Lord, I had this vision. This form turned to me and gestured to me and said, you need to practice thanksgiving. I stood right there in that water, threw my hands up. I began to thank God with it like Jonah going to be swallowed by the whale while the flood was taking me down. I threw my hands up and said, Lord, I thank you. And I'll tell you, I prayed prayers of thanksgiving and I uttered thanksgiving and that that had been building up in me over flood one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, all of that 
that had built up in me, frustration and all of that. It broke it, and I've been through now flood number 14. And even though it happened last Sunday, I came to church. We carried on. But church, if I hadn't, you know, had the Lord speak to me in such a dramatic way, let me tell you, church, you need to practice thanksgiving at all times, on every occasion, in every circumstance, in challenging circumstances, in things that it looks like it's gone from bad to worse for you, you need to practice thanksgiving. Prayers of thanksgiving are vital. They are vital. First Thessalonians, Pastor Davies, get ready. First Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. This is the Passion Translation. What does, I love this, the way the Passion says it. Let joy be your continual feast. Church, isn't that good? Let joy be your continual feast. Make your life a prayer. Next. And in the midst of everything, everyone say, in the midst of everything. Now that's everything you've been going through. Everything you've encountered, all the challenges you've encountered, all the things that didn't work out like you had prayed that they would work out or hoped that they would work out. Just understand this, God's not finished yet. But we need to practice what church? You didn't say that with much enthusiasm. We need to practice what church? And in the midst of everything, be always giving thanks for this is God's perfect plan for you in Christ Jesus. When it looks like everything is going wrong, you can be in God's perfect plan giving thanks, giving. When what you had believed for didn't work out the way you had believed, you can still be in God's perfect plan Giving, thanks, giving. Church, are you with me? Do you receive the word of God? So here's further instruction as we go through these next few weeks. Focus on joy. Number one, focus on joy. Go back to verse 16. Let joy be your continual feast. So let me give you this instruction. Focus on joy. Joy, no matter what's happening, no matter what's happening in your life, no matter what your circumstances are or what challenges you're facing, here's an instruction from the Lord. Focus on joy. Number two, pray continually. Pray continually. Pray about everything. Pray continually about everything. When it looks like it's going wrong, pray. Focus on joy. 
It's not your circumstances that give you joy. It's God who gives you joy in the midst of your circumstances while the floodwaters are swirling around your ankles. Are you with me, church? Focus on joy. Number two, pray continually. Make your life a prayer. Pray continually. And number three, give thanks to God in everything. No matter what's going on, offer prayers of thanksgiving. Church, let's become strong in offering prayers of thanksgiving. But, Pastor Carla, my boss is not very nice to me. Offer prayers of thanksgiving. See, have a spiritual response when things go wrong. Offering prayers of thanksgiving is a spiritual response when it looks like natural things are not working. Church, did you receive anything from this? Any instruction or clarity? Pastor Davies, please come up here. We want to pray as a congregation. Did anything stand out to you? Did the Lord say anything to you? Uh, like the one you've just said here a few minutes ago, it's not your circumstances that are, is, is give, are giving you joy. It's the Lord giving you joy. Yes. So your circumstances may be really negative, but that you are not depending on those circumstances to receive joy. You, it's, your joy is from the Lord, whether circumstances are good or bad. Your draw, that is a spiritual response yes. for God to work in that situation that you are in. So He's given us the power to, to pray yeah. with thanksgiving through the Spirit, but we have to practice it. Mm -hmm. It's not based on circumstances. No. We offer thanksgiving based on the Word of exactly. God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What do you want me to do? <laughs> I want you to start out leading us in prayer. We're going to be praying for the Orphan's Promise visit and for Agape Faith. I emphasized Orphan's Promise, but the next Sunday, uh, Pastor Michael Watson, his wife Belinda, and a team from Agape Faith will be here on the following Sunday. Mm -hmm. And Pastor Michael will be ministering. We're going to have a really great uh, a children's church service. Yes. Be sure your children are in children's church. And then Pastor Davies, the next week we have vacation Bible school. Yep. Is that going to be amazing? Very good and really encourage you to bring your children and first to register. At the end of the service, please to go and register to attend VBS, for your children to attend VBS and bring your neighbors also. Your neighborhood children. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, that will be on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. That will be 5th, the 6th, and the 7th. That will be 10 to 12 p.m. But as Pastor Carla talked about, just making it, barely making it, please make sure you bring those children from 9.15, because last time we took quite some time for them to enter in so that they can be seated by 10 o'clock. Yes, and... Um, we want you 
to not let anything stand in the way of this because just like we're believing for uh, the Holy Spirit next Sunday to do something really profitable, Vacation Bible School will be profitable for your children. It will be anointed for your children. It will bring change to the lives of your children. Take advantage of every opportunity that God is offering to you. This is an opportunity for you to evangelize your neighborhood and ask the your friends and your neighbors, we're going to vacation Bible school. It's just going to be wonderful. It's going to be amazing. May uh, my children are going. We want to invite your children to go to vacation Bible school with us. So it's an opportunity for you to reach out in the love of God to the children of your neighborhood. Bring family members. If you've got children that are family members, all are most welcome, but we need a head count. And it is all free. Yes. No payment. No Just payment. Just for you to register. And if you have children who are 12 years and above, please bring them, register so that they may help us also as volunteers. So, Pastor Davies, we don't want them bringing us their teenagers when their teenagers are misbehaving. And they and we say, did you have your teenagers in vacation Bible school? Yeah. And you say, no, we never we never had time to bring our children mm. to vacation church. I'm teasing you, but you get my point. Yes, we're training these children up in all godliness, yeah. and so <clears throat> you bring can present in. you yeah. can prevent future problems. Exactly. Yes. And now the 12 years, being in this kind of atmosphere and helping and volunteering to help in the little ones, 4 to 11, that will be also an experience to them because they are doing the work of the ministry in helping others. So you're inviting... 12 years and above to be registered so that they can volunteer in bringing order in the sanctuary. We will need help with Vacation Bible School. So this is an opportunity for our youth to be involved in ministry, to register and come and help in Vacation Bible School. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amen. 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 I want to ask Tina to come and pray for the Vacation Bible School. Okay. Is that it? That's Amen. one prayer. Okay. This, this is our first prayer. We're going to pray for Vacation Bible School. Church, would you be in agreement with Tina as she as we lift Vacation Bible School 2019. May we have them stand up because sometimes not so formal of uh, you know, prayer Father, we chat in heaven. Mm -hmm. Let, let's, it talks about men praying everywhere, lifting up their holy hands. Holy hands. And, and you know what? That's our response of faith and actually adoring. First, Pastor Carla, can we practice this before even we give it to Yes. I give it to Tina. Just lift up. Let's adore our Lord. He's precious. Thank you, Father. He's precious to us. You're precious to us, our Lord. Yes. What a privilege to yes. come even to your throne of grace. That you have called us to come boldly to the throne of grace. That you may obtain mercy. 
and find grace to help in time of need. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you, Father, and thank you. We adore you, yes. our Heavenly Father. Yes. Thank you for the precious blood of Jesus that has qualified us. Just adore him. Adore you, Father. That has qualified us. What yes. a love. What great love. What great love, Father, by sending your Son, Jesus. By calling us out of darkness into your marvelous light. You call us a holy nation, royal priesthood, holy people, Father, lifting our hands and, and we set our love upon you, Father. We love you. We set our love upon you, Jesus, our Lord, the head of the church. We love you. We set our hearts upon you, the precious Holy Spirit of God, the one who indwells these mortal bodies. We love you. We worship you, Father. Hallelujah. Just adore him. Your presence, Lord. There's nothing, nothing like your presence. Hallelujah. It's in your presence, Lord. That we find the help. It's in your presence, Father. That our hearts melt because of your love. Oh, Father, we worship you and adore you. Hallelujah. 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 Great love that you've given to us. Oh, great love, Lord. Hallelujah. We adore you. We adore you. Hallelujah. 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 Father, we thank you. We honor you. We magnify you. Indeed, you are worthy. We thank you for your gift even in our children. We are so thankful that you counted us faithful and gave us these precious, precious gifts. And Lord, we thank you for such an opportunity to raise these children up in the ways of the Lord. This wonderful four, three days that we would have the opportunity to expose our children to the world. Father, we thank you that in each one of us is planted that great witness that we need to do this. I speak this over every parent, yes. over every person who knows a child in this age bracket to plant it within them, to move them, to stir them, to do something, to reach out, to register that these children may come to the house of the Lord and be impacted in these days that you have prepared for them. Indeed, you have prepared a table for our children and we honor that. We thank you for that and we want to do 
due diligence on what you have prepared. We thank you for all the preparations that are going forth. We thank you for Pastor Michael, Pastor Belinda, and the team that is coming to do VBS. Lord, we thank you for right words, right utterances, the right equipment, the right preparations, the right things that they need to do. Father, you knew these days before even they come. And so we ask, may your will be done in VBS. May all your will be done over the children that you have called to be in this place. And we call them from the east, from the west, from the north, from the south of this city and even beyond. You know those that are appointed to be here and we call them forth. We speak ease of movement. We speak readjustment even in the homes that would allow the parents to find it easy to bring them to these meetings. If permissions are required in the workplaces, Father, we speak favor. We speak favor over each and every parent, guardian, anyone who needs that kind of mercy to be shown upon them that their children would be here. Father, we speak it forth in the name of Jesus. We speak the blood of Jesus, an atmosphere of the blood, sanctification in this place over even the children. And we prepare their hearts in the spirit that these hearts are ready soil for the planting of your word in the name of Jesus. We speak transformation even at this early age. We speak the renewing of their minds. We know, Lord, that even one word can change the destinies of these children. And therefore, we thank you. We call forth for this one word that would impact every child who comes to VBS. We thank you for salvation. We thank you for revelation of the Messiah coming forth with clarity and with power that they will know that they know that they know that something did happen in VBS in the name of Jesus. So Father, we thank you for atmosphere that they would receive the Lord, that they will be filled with the Spirit of the Lord, that they will be changed and transformed, that they will be forgiven, that they will know that you love them and you have a plan for them and you have destinies for them in your will for their lives. Lord, we bless you and thank you for your atmosphere in this sanctuary and the angels of God present to minister to each and every child in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We praise your Father. We worship you. And we, we agree with your word, Father. You've said in the last days you'll pour out 
your, your spirit upon all flesh. Yes. We are asking you for these guests coming. We are asking you for orphans promise. We are asking yes. you, Father, for the Agape Faith team, yes. church team, for the outpouring of your spirit. Pour out your spirit yes. upon every single one of them. Pour out your own will from heaven in this trip, Father. Divine purposes. Yes. Divine associations. Yes. The head of the church directing and guiding your people through the Holy Spirit. Yes. We give the love of God that you've shared abroad in our hearts as a church. We release it ahead of time. Yes. We release it upon every single one of these guests. We release the love of God. And thank you, Father, for divine connections. Join as members of the body of Christ in purposes and in your will. We lift the blood right now. Over every of their traveling, we plead the blood of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus even ahead of time over their families. The families that they live back home. We stand against the will of the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony that there shall be protection upon their families that they will not be weighing down on their spirits concerning your purposes and your plans for this visitation. But Father, we by faith release our ability in you for the rolling of every care upon you, Father. For you care for us. Thank you. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for your protection even as they touch this land of Kenya. Father, may these words of faith, words of love, just surround them. That they find security in you. Thank you, Jesus. That they find favor, tranquility, the peace of God in you. Because of words of faith that we release in your ability. Because you, we know your will is peace. Your will is love for each one of them. Your will is supernatural strength upon each one of them. We speak strength. We speak strength in laying hold of purposes of God during this this time. We ask you, Father, that you may strengthen them and us with your spirit in our inner man. The spirit of might that has been grounded in, in love may be able to comprehend with all sense what is the width, the length, the depth and height of the love of God upon this visitation divine revelations, the outpouring of your spirit, the outpouring of the will of heaven. We embrace your will right now concerning these visitations. We speak the word of God, even Psalm 91, upon your people. We receive passion in praying for your people, Father for praying for the will of heaven, for the blessings of God in each and every of this meeting, and for the outpouring of the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, Father, in all these meetings. 
the eyes of understanding of your people being enlightened. Yes. Father, we speak over these teams. Your word says, those who refresh us, they shall be refreshed. Yes. And we ask you, Father, for the refreshing anointing upon each and single one of these meetings. And we honor you, Father, for this. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. And Father, when it is all said and done, we want to thank you for the precious spirit of unity. Thank you, Father. Yes, that sweet harmony that comes from heaven. It is not the work of the flesh, but it, it is a gift of grace from heaven that we embrace. We embrace the spirit of unity. And may each and every one of our guests experience the sweetness of walking in harmony together. May barriers be broken down. May weapons the enemy has formed be destroyed because of the sweet, sweet unity of the people of God. And Father, we want to offer you thanksgiving for the days that are before us. We thank you, Father. You've designed them. You've purposed them. You've sent the Holy Spirit to fulfill your purposes. Now, I pray for everyone within the sound of my voice, every visitor, every guest who will be coming, that you would fill us with the Holy Spirit. Fill us with your Spirit, that your will and the purposes of heaven may be divinely fulfilled. Father, we do not want to fall short of any purpose you have purposed for us. But Father, fill us with your Spirit. May we be led by your Spirit. May we be full of and controlled by the Holy Spirit as we walk forth into these divine days that you have purposed for us. Father, we want to thank you for the will of heaven. May it be on earth, even as it is in heaven. We receive the will of heaven. We thank you for the will of heaven. We thank you for angelic participation in what we're doing. That you've sent companies of angels to be with us. That the will of heaven may be, may be done. Father, we thank you that every weapon formed against us is destroyed. We say no weapon formed against us will prosper in the name of Jesus. But the will and the purpose of heaven will prosper. Now, Father, as we, your people, stand before you, it is with grateful hearts. It is with thankful hearts that we embrace the will of heaven. Thank you, Father. You are good. Thank you, Father. You are good. Thank you, Father. You are good. And your mercy endures forever. We receive your goodness. And thank you for it. We receive new mercy. And we thank you for it. New mercies, Father. 
are you pouring out upon this congregation and upon every one of our visitors. We've received new mercies that we've never even experienced before. New mercy from heaven in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father. We don't even know. We don't even understand today as we thank you for these new mercies, but you will demonstrate them. You will make them plain to us. Father, we're thankful. We're thankful. We're thankful. We're a thankful people. We're thankful that we know you. We thank you that you've had mercy upon us. We thank you for all the good things you've poured out upon us. And there is yet more that you desire to pour out upon us. We're thankful. Forgive us for when we've forgotten to be thankful, Father. Cleanse us of all unthankfulness, of griping and complaining and fault-finding and all the sins of the flesh, Father. Cleanse us by your precious blood. We have made a determination. We're going to be thankful. You've said to me personally, you need to practice thanksgiving. Father, we're going to be a people who excel in thanksgiving. We're going to be a church that excels in thanksgiving. In the name of Jesus.